0: Welcome to episode 136 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, you can call me Fish, with me as always, Conor, Conor Mc... Yeah,
1: you said it for me, just said. Um, yeah, and I didn't call yeah. you a
0: sack of shit, because, you know, I felt like being nice to you.
1: Aww, I felt like being nice. stop it! Thank you, still, you. You still
0: are a sack of shit, but I didn't want no, to say no. it to you today. Because... Yeah, you just... You know, it's
1: like a psychological thing. Like if you don't say it, they won't think it for a little bit. Well, I'm so. just
0: I'm just worried. Like after 136 episodes of me calling you a sack of shit, it might be doing something to your psyche.
1: Well, I think I went into this situation as a sack of shit, so I'm pretty okay. You're gonna in that leave. Regard. You're gonna
0: leave a sack of shit too. So
1: yeah, <laughs> come in the way it came out. There's no change for me. No,
0: Connor, big week today. Today to this week. Big week this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah? <laughs> big week. A movie you and me have been looking forward to for years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guardians two.
0: You don't sound very excited.
1: Well, no, I've seen it now, so my excitement, you know, you know what it is. You've quelled you a know. little.
0: You've quelled a little. But I'm I'm still it's excited. It's like boxing day. I'm still excited. I'm I'm excited yeah, it's like boxing day. But this is the time that we get to play with our toys. We we get to muck around <laughs> with our thoughts of this this film. Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the movies that really brought us together, wasn't it McDuff? We kinda... Yeah, it was,
1: it, it was the one that we spoke about for the most. I yeah, think.
0: like this was, It I think it came out just before we kicked off the mm-hmm. the podcast, so mm-hmm. it was something that we used to talk about when we were on shifts at uh, old Birch, Carolyn Coyle at Australia Fair. Yeah, it's a cinema yeah. for people who don't know that. We talked about this and we talked about Amazing Spider-Man 2 a lot, I remember, and there were two very different conversations.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one was a lot of love. The Guardians conversation was a lot of love, whereas mm. the Spider-Man one was a lot of hate. Well, from me anyway. Well,
0: from you, yeah. I, <clears throat> I still haven't gone back to rewatch that. But Guardians of the Galaxy like just blew me away when it first came out. It was like, a lot of people say it's like so much different to anything that they've seen. I don't, I don't know if it's different, no. but it's definitely different to the Marvel formula that was yeah. was coming out. Like it, it's it's kind of the same thing, but just disguised in awesome 70s music.
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely still a superhero film. It's just, yeah, just the soundtrack and the its style was a little different and the and the attitude that the protagonist had was very different to the other ones where they were sort of anti heroes almost. But they weren't. They never really were.
0: Yeah, they're not really anti-heroes. Like you can like no. they kind of come from bad walks of life i guess like peter quill's a, a thief all, and you got they're rockets. all losers yeah yeah rockets they're all, yeah, they're all losers they're all a bunch of a-holes yes yeah. as, as is put so elegantly um, well this is really where chris pratt blew up as well because it just shows if you get buff you'll get popular
1: that's it that's it i need to i need to jump on that bandwagon because i am uh, i'm losing my following <laughs>
0: so do you think if we get buff like people will like us more yeah we just right? need to
1: take a bunch of photos of us with microphones looking jacked and we'll have a huge listen, listening f- uh, farm field uh, following
0: <laughs> following uh, well next time you're in Melbourne we'll we'll get all oiled up and you know we'll do some of that we'll just get <laughs> jacked
1: up Yeah. <laughs> next time I'm in Melbourne I'm gonna get jacked before I go to Melbourne I'm gonna be fucking huge and then I, we're gonna take lots of photos you look out yeah, it's
0: just gonna be us in little you know like the little bodybuilding G stream with yeah. holding microphones. I'll, I'll wrap a mic cord around me. I don't want to be too out there. I I'll think... put a
1: microphone in my pants. Oh, oh shit. no, I'll be naked. I'll be naked and I'll just have a dangle over my dick and that way it's like, <laughs> like from the roof or something. Okay, let's
0: um let's stop talking about our junk and start talking about this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 2.
1: Mm. What? Mm. Let me give you a little rundown as to what happens in this puppy. Starts off and they're saving, uh, they're saving a bloody... Bloody planet from a big alien, um, and it's not really that relevant. Anyway, I'll tell you the plot. They meet. Uh, Peter meets his dad, um, and he finds out that he's actually a god. <laughs> basically, he's a celestial being, so he's capable of controlling the molecules in the universe or the matter or something into whatever he wants. His dad's basically telling him that it's amazing and he can do it. Uh, in the meantime, Rocket has been captured um, by the Ravagers, who used to go for Yondu, but um, threw Yondu off and basically caused a mutiny, so now Yondu's pissed off. Um, anyway, they take the ship back over, and they're ready to fuck some shit up, and they're trying to go back to Peter Quill, because they find out that... Peter calls dad's a baddie, and he's trying to take over the entire galaxy with his bloody, um, his bloody evil sludge stuff. He's just basically <laughs> taking over every world, and he's using Peter as like a battery to power it. Um, and then Peter finds out that his dad was the one that killed his mum, and it's real shit. So they have a showdown at the end where they blow up. Ego is his name. Is it Ego? Right, that's his name. Ego's. Um, something like that. I don't know e's, his name. E something. Yeah. Anyway, he he blows up his bloody planet, um, and saves. They save the galaxy. Peter doesn't have a dad or a mum, and Yondu dies. Yondu saves him at the end, and dies sacrificing himself for Peter Quill.
0: Oh, and he was, and we find out that he really was Peter Quill's true father. The old, well, you know, along. in in a Aww. metaphorical sense, ego. Yeah, it was ego. Yeah, the ego name of the of the planet. Who is a yeah. person? <laughs> Shit. Let's start at the start. We get we get right into where they're all battling this giant squid creature thing to some funky seventies music. Um, we've got Baby Groot jumping around, who's just adorable. Um, let's get mm. that off the front. Like everything with Baby Groot is pretty much awesome. Pretty cute. Yeah, he's and, pretty cute little. And he's definitely become a fan favorite. Like that's one of the one of the things. Like my friend Nadine, who. You know, comes up on this podcast quite a bit. The one thing that she texted me after seeing the film was "Baby Groot is life," (laughs) and I was like, "Right on." She Um,
1: is. That's sorry. She is. Nadine isn't life. Nadine and I have had many arguments. He is. He's very cute. He's very cute. (laughs) Although, did you feel like it was played on too much, or did you feel like it was just right?
0: No. See, I think what they've done in this movie is give everybody quite, mm. like everybody gets their own little bit in the spotlight. I feel like there, there was a <laughs> very... <whoa>. Sorry. <laughs> Holy crap. Sorry <laughs> about that. I feel like uh. the... It, it it could have very easily become the baby group show because he's the cute one he's there's a lot of comedy that can come out of that but i i don't i don't think that they focused too much on him and i found that all his his scenes were quite good did you think he was overused
1: no i didn't actually and i'm surprised i didn't because i was pretty like i was pretty much going to assume he was going to be that just over the top character that's Shoved down your throat so much, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it never felt like he was. It always felt like he, um, he was always kind of there. And he was always do-
0: used for a, a a purpose that only he could do. You know, like yeah. he's he's the one who's who's trying to get Yondu's fin. He's the one that can fit into the little hole to get to the middle of ego. You know, there's there's reasons why he's there, and and I appreciate that. And this is the one thing I I want to say. Um, especially with this opening scene you see it immediately by having these characters that they've settled into their roles it kind of opens them up for this exploration that we get through the film and everybody seems more comfortable in the roles if that makes sense like my my only thing going back and watching the first one was we have to get through all the meeting all the characters before they can become the guardians of the galaxy I
1: like that so much in the first one because the characters are so hostile anyway when they're friends so like when they're not mates i still thoroughly enjoyed it do you know what i mean like I don't know. That was a part of it that I actually really enjoyed about, about the first one was that for the most of the film, they pretty much stay like, all right, I'm working with you because I have to, not because I want to. Yeah. You know?
0: see, see, I prefer it where they're obviously mates and family, but they're, yeah. they're brothers and sisters battling each other. I really like that, that sort of dynamic. Mm. And I, I feel like I've seen that stuff from the first one in many, many movies because it's like every friggin' superhero mo- movie we watch is a fucking origin story. So yeah. it's just nice to get out of the origin story. I'm not saying it was bad by any means. I still really like that, but I like this better because I just, I feel the relationships and I feel the rivalries and I, and I feel how comfortable they are in these roles now. Like it doesn't, like, I don't, I don't know if it ever really felt forced in the first one, but certain parts it was just like not quite on point, like especially with Drax. Like Batista in the, in the first one was funny at times, but you, you could, man, he owns it in this
1: one. Really? Do you think? Oh yeah. I thought the polar opposite, if, uh, specifically about Batista and not his performance. I think they butchered his character to no end. Are you when, kidding? No, I didn't like him at all. He wow. Was like, you are a minority. He was, <laughs> he, I know. I feel like I am too. Cause in the first one, I really liked him. Um, in fact, he was probably one of my favorite aspects of the first one. Whereas in this one, I feel like he went from being like not understanding. What doesn't he understand? What's sarcasm, right?
0: Sarcasm, yeah. Metaphors.
1: Not understanding sarcasm and metaphors to not to, to being like a fucking moron and like I just felt like his character was always like that. Uh, you know that laugh he does. He points and laughs a lot in this film. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I get it. Like there's more to him i just feel like they they made him too like comedic at times in my opinion like i felt like they made him like really sort of over the top in comparison to what i felt like his character was in the first one which was a guy with quite a horrible past and a lot of anger and like a lot of rage and like because he's really aggressive in the first one Mm. um and in this one, he's simply just like, yeah, I'm having fun. It's always him having fun. And even when, um, like, he's always pure and stuff and he sort of plays, he's almost a little dumb, you know. He just kind of is in the moment. I do not really appreciate that as much. I felt like it took away from him. Like, the stuff with Mantis was fun a lot of the time, too. Like, I really liked that he keeps calling it gross. But, I don't know, it just felt like to me that I was watching a character that kind of became a cartoon of itself. Yeah. I'm, which is strange. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm on the complete opposite end. He was like the comedy goldmine for me. Like, I found him absolutely hilarious. I didn't really find him dumb. I found him honest. And I think that was what they really played up on. And that's what his character is. In the first one, I I I do find that a lot of his stuff is a bit forced. And I felt like Batista wasn't too comfortable in the role. There's like some blind lines, like, you know... Uh, it won't, nothing can ever go over my head. Um, my yeah, reflexes are practice. too fast. Like gold, like that, wh- I feel like they've just given him everything he says just about in this movie is that gold. Like, I just found him absolutely outstanding. I, because even watching Back Guardians the other day, I'm like, I like Batista, but I don't know if he was the right casting for Drax, whereas now really? I totally am on board with him being Drax. Like, he has now become Drax, he owns Drax, it just he's just hilarious to me. The funniest part in this movie is when Drax <laughs> makes that late call to Mantis. Mantis, look out, I lost my shit. When she gets taken out by that rock. And (laughs) it's like, I don't know what about it 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 is. It's such like a lame joke. And I feel like it's been done before. But just the way that Drax said it and the way it was shot and the way it cut, like it was so delayed. And I couldn't stop laughing. And I I went and saw it with our buddy, Reese, And I've never seen Reese laugh as much as he did at that gag. He was still laughing like 10 minutes later. Like and even when we walked out of the out of the cinema, he was still giggling. This is Reese.
1: <laughs> That's a surprise to me.
0: I know, right? And I I don't know. It was just something about it.
1: Mantis, look out! <laughs> I um my the line I liked was the when he was talking. It's like a real deep meaningful conversation with Mantis, and then Gamora pops in, and he's mm. like, "Yeah, this gross bug lady." Like this, <laughs> like he just casually drops just it,
0: dropping it, and then she's like, "You're not a gross bug lady." He's like. What are you talking
1: about? Yeah.
0: Like he's really like confused that, that she can't see how ugly Mantis is. This
1: woman is, yeah. And that's the thing like I liked moments of that. I just think for me, I don't know, it felt like a little too much. Don't get me wrong, I didn't hate him. I just thought he was definitely you Just thought the, it was overdone. I thought it was just disappointing.
0: My my next one was the dry reaching where he dry reaches when he thinks about being with Mantis physically.
1: Yeah, that was funny as fuck too. <laughs> yeah really I don't good. know
0: man he really worked for me and I, I i'm I'm really I really respect what Batista has done with this I really respect where James Gunn has taken him i I think it's an improvement on the first one
1: batista batista's performance is really good I really like batista yeah um he uh, he nailed it yeah I think all the performances are great I'm going to be real though my favorite little duo is Yondu and rocket yeah like that's that's For me, like, that was was where it's at. Like, I loved watching their shit go down. Everything, their arc, their story, like, their little bit was my favourite part of this. And I think there's two reasons for that. I think it's because it was fucking super good. And I loved both Rocket and Yondu. And two, Chris Pratt isn't really doing much on Ego. Like, he's not really doing much for most of the film. He's having a chat with his dad. And... That's kind of why I was so inclined to sort of watch that, I feel. because Find something else, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Well, actually, no, I just wasn't that entertained watching all these different conversation pieces all the time. Like, that was, for me, where this film sort of faltered was the moment they get to Ego with Kurt Russell. They end up just like, it's like every scene, it's like interspersed with like a quick action scene. Um, like you've got Gamora and Nebula having their little fight, and you've got it'll cut back to Rocket and Yondu, etc. But then it's like a conversation between two characters, and at the end of each conversation, there's a lot of like really intimate character development, and then it cuts back to something else. And then it cuts back to a conversation. And it cuts back to something else. Cuts back to a conversation, and it just felt like it was like it, it just I don't know. I, I was like, what what like. Why is why is everyone talking all the time? Why, yeah. why are there so many fucking talking heads? Why is so many scenes just people in a room having a conversation? I'm inclined really to, to I'm me. inclined
0: to agree with you to a certain extent because I did find that we didn't get the cool Star Lord that we've kind of come to expect, especially from that first one like he was a yeah. badass outlaw, thinks he's a lot cooler than he is. Um this one I I still cared a lot because I wanted him to find his dad and, and, you know, get that family connection because they've really set it up really well. So You definitely
1: give a fuck, yeah. You definitely care for him and everyone, yeah.
0: That's right. And so I don't don't know if it's annoyed me as much as it seems to annoy you, but I did notice a lull in terms of Star-Lord coolness. (laughs) And uh, there's a lot of exposition on Ego, you know, like when there's... He has to tell the entire story and even though it's through all those cool little staging pieces that he has it's 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 exposition heavy so it does slow down a little bit but i i appreciate that they keep cutting away to rocket and yondu and there's it's good that they weren't all there so we could have some really fun fun scenes with them and that's the, the one thing that i love about this movie and what james gunn has done He's just brought them feels, man. Like, every one of these characters has some sort of deep emotional journey that's going on. So we've got Peter Quill finding his dad. We've got Gamora and Nebula having a sibling rivalry. We've got Rocket basically finding his twin in Yondu. And then then Yondu's realizing that, you know, he was a shitty dad to Peter Quill. It's fucking... It's all over. And even, like, Mantis and, and Drax is kind of a sweet little romance that's blossoming you know and it's I just I really like all these connections and I really like the emotional depth that we get with all these these little subplots and stories and I feel that even though there is those lulls like you're talking about because I do give a shit I'm willing to overlook them
1: yeah I definitely I definitely was entertained because I think the first one sort of made me that way in a sense like I really enjoyed every character and aspect of the first one so when I'm watching this one I'm like yeah cool like alright it's interesting to see the exposition because I want to learn more about a bunch of characters I already care about
0: Mm. but
1: for me, it's like I want more. Like I don't want to see characters talking. I don't want to see a bunch of characters learning from one another through like having a chit chat. Like the scene with Gamora and Nebula, where they're where Nebula comes and tries to blow her the fuck up. Yeah, and like awesome scene, right? I love that scene. But then they have like a separate conversation about it later, you know. And I was like fuck (laughs) like i don't need to hear that i just saw what happened like you don't need to explain it to us as to why nebula didn't kill gamora or whatever like you could have just had her walk off in the distance it probably would have been a little more interesting but i think see i I liked
0: that we got to get into that like to why there is such a hatred there and, like, you know, why Nebula was always trying to live up to Gamora. Like, I think... I thought it was all pretty perfect, to be honest. Like, I I never found a a downer at all.
1: I just didn't feel like it was active. Like, it's all about the past and shit and their history. And I don't want to know... Like, I want to feel more about what's happening in the moment. But, I mean, like, for me, more so... It wasn't even Gamora or Drax or Rocket or... It was, like, it's Chris Pratt. Like, it's his character. Like... I was really disappointed that most of his stuff is all pretty... Like, the, the second act, the middle, is all very sort of, like, chatty with Kurt Russell. Like, I want... Like, Gamora gets that baller scene. And, like, Rocket and Yondu get their bit. Even Drax gets some really cool shit. Because he's really funny. Like you said, he's comic relief. But, like, Peter Quill is really just spending time with his dad. And, like, I kind of just want... Because he's... Well he was... he's. It's Chris Pratt. Like it's thoroughly entertaining on screen. Like I wanted to see more of him. I want to see him get into the shit. Even if him and Kurt are going on a you know like a a father and son mission or some shit too. you know what I mean? Like are you saying he like,
0: didn't like the uh, the the catch scene?
1: No, fuck. <laughs> it was fucking boring. That was like it would have been. It just I just wanted to see some fucking action. If this guy's like an outlaw or like at least. They're trying to explain that he's some sort of antihero. I spend less time with him reminiscing with his dad and more time with him, I don't know, doing something with his dad, you know, like anything? I don't know. Something. I think
0: I think it kinda makes up for it in that final scene though. Like he gets a a pretty decent amount of action going on there. Yeah, and He's but kicking again, all kinds of ass.
1: That scene is just whatever to me, I think, because I'm I'm am i I'm was feeling pretty empty from the middle. I was kinda like, okay, wow. here we go. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm no I know I, it's, so it's strange I, I like I understand and i and i do i do see where you're coming from because I noticed a lull in Peter quill, mm. but it's made up for it because of all the the little sub characters that are getting their own things and i I feel we need that in an ensemble movie like the first movie was the Star Lord movie, and this one's pretty much still is a star Lord movie, but at least we get everybody gets something, and I feel mm. if he was doing shit the whole time. It would it wouldn't be as effective to to be able to focus on the other characters. So i I don't think it's that big of an issue. Yeah, my my the, the bit where I I feel um they've dropped the ball a little bit. And as much as I, I love Gamora and that scene, like where, like she's running away from a giant fucking spaceship that Nebula's trying to crash into her. What a fucking awesome scene! She picks up a gr- giant.
1: Yeah, machine bazooka gun.
0: Zuko machine gun thing <laughs> just on her shoulder and starts blowing it away. I love all that sort of stuff, but that's really all she kinda gets. I yeah, she like, gets that one scene. She's very much benched, man. Like I like the the Nebula Gamora sibling rivalry thing, but Gamora's like the strongest one of them all. You know? <laughs> like she's She's definitely the most skilled. Yeah, like she is one of the most badass bitches in the fucking galaxy if not the most badass bitch in the galaxy you know and for her to just sort of not really have any more other than that scene where she's fighting her sister like you know you get a little bit at the start when she's fighting the giant squid thing but even in the end scene i feel like she should be more of a factor because she is so badass i felt like she was just really benched on on the action side of things there
1: yeah i felt that I understand what you mean. Like, she was definitely sort of left in the corner. She just I mean, ends was... up
0: being, like, more of a, you know, the love interest for Starling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, but who wasn't benched, fucking Yondu and Rocket, because yeah. they get some, like, that scene with Rocket on the planet where he's just taken down all the ravages is so fucking it's awesome it's raining bodies <laughs> yeah it was so that great. like
0: wide profile shot of Yondu just whistling as he's walking along the platform and you see the arrow going through and just it just all the bodies just falling in 3D that looked incredible so yeah, good yeah that
1: would have looked good and I mean like he's they're, they were just, they were, they're two very interesting characters too as well because that's where I think it should like that's where I sort of wanted Peter Quill to be at. Like, we're Rocket, mm. and it could have been Rocket and Peter Quill, like, because, I think something that's so appealing, that was so appealing to me, is that I'm watching a Marvel film, but instead of getting a superhero who does good, I get a cool, ca- I just get a cool character, who's justified in his actions, and like, sort of Yondu took that moment over, and because Yondu's super fucking cool anyway, I was like, yeah! Like, this is great! And it was so satisfying, watching him destroy everyone that betrayed him, and oh, like, no. <laughs> Groot, Groot and Rocket doing their thing and like that was a really cool sequence, which made me really fucking sad that Yondu dies. Yeah. What? Like
0: well, this why? Is what, yeah. <laughs> this is what I really like what they've done with Yondu because he was kind of just a bit of a like not a nothing character in the first one, but he's just like a typical bad guy. He's B, been yeah, B him down and whatever. Yeah. And now he's been thrust to the to the forefront. He's he's more of a father figure to Peter Quill than, you know what we've we were led to believe we find out that the reason that he didn't deliver him to his dad was because he knew you know ego was fucking killing kids basically and didn't want peter cool to fall into that sort of thing he connected to him and that like all of a sudden we all relate to this guy and we're on the level with him and oh man like for for them to just make us care about him so much and then knock him off god damn God yeah, that was damn. Fucking, fucking irritating. Hit me with those feels. Put on that Cat Stevens song and just fucking watch the tears fall, man. That fucking last. Oh. Were you sad? Big time. Big time. I was
1: just I was pissed. <laughs> I was like I was like what, what why? why why? Why? I wanted to be with the team. He's so cool. Like yeah. I why why it don't we a... have Mantis and not this fucking legend and I he like a... I like Mantis. Yeah, she's fine, but I want to. But she's Yondu. no Yondu, yeah. Like, Yondu, like, what a cool character to add to the team. Like, you've got this awesome band of misfits. Like, he fits in so well. He's even blue. We don't have a blue person yet. We've got a green person, two green people. One's got some patterns. We've got a raccoon, a tree. Okay, now let's get a mohawk in there. Fuck. It was so cool. <laughs> I don't
0: annoying. know, man. I can't help but uh, feel emotional once I, st- once I hear... It's not time to make a change.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm going to be real. I think maybe because that scene didn't, like, hit me. Like, that scene goes on. That's a long scene when they're all sad. Like, when Yondu's out. Like, it's a big, it's a very, very long sort of sequence. Because it ends on that, too. It ends with him dying. That's how the film ends. Yeah. Like, it's not them. Like, all right, off we go. Like, it ends on quite a somber note. Which was odd, actually. I was quite surprised it ended on that note. And it at least didn't give us a little bit. It didn't the credits, but you know what I mean? Like, give us a little bit more at the end to show. Yeah, what go into up the to. fun
0: sort of thing that we think of Guardians. But mm. see, I I think it it totally works because of how emotional this film got. Like, mm. I really hooked on to these emotional strands, man. Like, it really got me. Like, I actually, I've I walked out of this movie just like reflecting. <laughs> Like this, this movie has touched me more than any drama that I've seen in the in a long, long time. I was sitting in bed later that night, thinking, "Man, I should spend more time with my dad." Really? <laughs> like it really got to me, and that final scene. I'm really sad that it didn't hit you like it did me, because like, and I don't know. I have i I really like that song as well. Like, it's a really like
1: yeah. I'm
0: kind of connected to that song, so it means a bit to me. And when it just hit in and and fucking Cat Stevens starts hitting those notes and, you know, we've got Peter Quill tearing up and everybody's tearing up and I'm fucking tearing up and Reese is probably tearing up next to me. This... I don't know. It was a really... I thought it was a fantastic way to end the movie and to end Yondu because, although I am annoyed that we won't get more Yondu, this now solidifies his legacy to me because they just fucking nailed him i just don't think they could get better with yondu i don't think you they've picked him like he's the best in this film and for him to go on it might have watered him down a little bit you know what i mean so i for once i'm the one who's happy that somebody's not continuing in a sequel
1: (laughs) yeah that's true
0: but because it was justified like i feel like what they did with him, they gave the character so much respect and gave him so much like emotional power as Peter Quill's surrogate father. It was satisfying, and I really, really liked it.
1: Yeah, I, I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe different. I was with different people or a different experience, but I just didn't feel it as much. But I think I still. I think it was just like I was just left with a bad taste because I was so frustrated with all the exposition. Exposition compared. Yeah. Like, it was just, it for me, just wasn't enough. And that's, I don't know. I feel like when we go into Marvel films, like, I'm always on, I always go in on the bad end of it. Like, like I always go in expecting specific things from Marvel films. And if mm. those things are met, I'm immediately like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Whereas, and like, that's a, I know, and like, you know, you're a comic fan as well. Like, you are into this sort of stuff and you have been, whereas I'm not. And like, I'm a salty sh- piece of shit. So like, I, <laughs> I know that like, because this film didn't meet and exceed ex- expectations because the first one was lightning in a bottle, like and this one, didn't do that for me again. It was still a really good sequel, I think, in that regard though. I, I kind of had those moments where they would come up and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, cool don't get me wrong Yondu was the fucking best part of this film like he was my favorite aspect of this film for sure like his whole arc was the most satisfying to watch definitely the most interesting he he arguably gets the 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 biggest arc out of everyone you know
0: oh for sure for sure and it's it's a good arc it's it's a well thought out solid arc and like I said that's why it makes me feel so much for him at the end of it when you're talking about coming into Marvel movies with expectations I like I definitely do too I'm I'm now like like what number is this like 16 know, 17 16, fucking 20 a 100 lot. I don't yeah. know it's it has become there's a formula that you sort of just expected to go along with in these movies and it is a bit annoying like we talk about it all the time every time we talk about a new Marvel movie we we'll pick this apart see I don't I don't think this one follows much of that formula at all because it has gone into quite the ensemble piece and it's given everybody just enough To make me care about all the characters and the Yondu thing, to me, is something that doesn't happen in a Marvel movie. They don't kill off a character that's as fucking good as that. And that's, I think, no, they like paralyze
1: them from the waist down. That's what they do. That's what they do. Oh, we can't kill War Machine. We'll have to fucking take his legs away. Like, exactly. Jesus and that's what Christ. I mean.
0: Like, somebody, they can't die. Where this, I think it's a very gutsy move mm. for them to do it. And I appreciate it because it's it's taken me out of, the, like, I came into this movie as well. Like, I was excited for this movie, but there was still that voice in the back of my head. The fucking Fish and Connor voice saying, <laughs> yeah, it's probably just going to be another Marvel movie. They fucking, you know, yeah. lightning in a bottle with the first one. They can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what they did here. I like what they did. But one one big problem that we see with every Marvel movie is its villains.
1: And it doesn't change. Kurt Russell's fucking boring, okay? I don't like him. I don't. What? He he puts sludge on every world? That is the most generic bullshit I've ever seen. That That sludge looked so bad. I'm sorry. Black sludge. Glowy blue crap. Like... I don't know. He was cool. Kurt Russell was cool. I was like, wow, how like he's so entertaining and like you're like he's really fun to watch on screen. But then he turns into a bad guy and it just turns into a CG fest. And then you kind of lose that element of what made Kurt Russell really great because he's not really a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just believes that he has no one else. I don't know. It was Mm. weird. I wasn't but i wasn't satisfied with him as a villain it would have been cool to watch him and you know yondu go at it maybe or if it wasn't a planet yeah, have
0: a battle of dads that would have been yeah. kind of fun i don't know for once i think we've got a half decent villain i'm not i don't think he's as bad as the generic everyday marvel villain dark elf yeah he's not a dark elf that's for sure i think just because he has that connection to the main character and he and he lures him in Come here, little boy. Come here, son. You know, it's like there's the father figure innocence that is coming about this, and I like his purity and what he thinks is he's doing the right thing by you know helping the the universe and and there's you know the whole idea of like you know he was in love with Peter Quill's mum, but put a tumor in her head. Put, yeah, that was fucked. Um, but you know he, he he has his work and and I feel like you know there's a lot of like I can relate to those sort of things because there's always. You know you have to compromise sometimes with with life and love. And trying to figure out what is the most important thing to you is is always a really hard thing. and i and I like the idea of this is the guy who you know he he uses the analogy of that song where you know the sailor loves the sea, and he feels like he needs to. Go about his purpose because he's been around for millions of years and he's been bored as shit. And he, he's you know, C, basically, yeah. I really liked his his justification behind everything. I really and like not that I I, I agree with it. Like I still don't think he should have put a fucking tumor in in you know the love of his life's head.
1: Which brings up the best scene between those two characters. The moment he says that oh. and Chris like pulls that like I was like I got goosebumps by how fucking satisfying that
0: was watching him yeah yeah that's yeah and that's what I mean like because we've had that connection between these two and Peter Quill starts to trust him and then finds out that he's the reason that his mum died that's obviously been a big fucking burden on him for you know Mm -hmm. all his life that moment just brings it all together and and I love how casually (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> Kurt Russell is just like, oh yeah, I put a tumor in her head, whatever you know. Yeah. I had to do my thing, man. And Rick <laughs> was like, what the fuck? So I think there's uh, there's something to this villain. There is, and and I don't mind the sludge thing. It is a bit silly. What I really would have liked is is there to be more something more about it. Like we know a little bit more about it because it does become generic. It's just a- Marvel villain the The world's about to end, it's fucking just whatever. An Avengers you know, setup
1: is what it is. Like yeah. that's that's their connection to now the Avengers. Like that's what that is for sure. And oh like yeah, I there's an it. Earth
0: thing that's happened, and and that's cool. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how that connects. But it's still, it still could have been a bigger deal. If you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be mentioned in the next movie and we'll it'll be made out to be more of a bigger deal than what we saw on the screen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we saw a cop car get flipped over and a, a bunch of people running away from it. We don't Earth. even see
1: a bunch of people die. We just see fucking people running yeah, from Yeah, like, it. there's no... It's the same th- with um, Avengers 2 when they, like, that that country is getting destroyed yeah, and, yeah. You, and then nothing really bad you see happens but then in Civil War you find out, like... Thousands, hundreds of thousands worst of people thing died. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? No, they didn't. I saw it. I was there. Like, <laughs> bullshit, they died, you fuck. It's the same yeah. thing. This is the shit that pisses me off is when I see this sort of thing, because I know, like you know what's coming. Like, so when Avengers three comes in, it's excuse like it's an excuse for them to contact the Guardians or some yeah, shit, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> don't well like it's just that. it's
0: just give it some weight. If it's the end of the world or the galaxy as we know it, give it weight. It didn't feel like it had weight. And it was just another nefarious plan by another Marvel villain, you know? Yeah. So And like this guy's a fucking planet. That's really cool. What can you do with that? Nothing. Oh, they just have to fly into the middle and you can blow him up. Like I know there's gotta be a weakness, but make it make him the Death Star, man. Make him this unbeatable force that you somehow, you know, got the plans to, to fucking blow up just its point reactor. Point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. I just felt like it was it was very easy in the end, and, and don't get me wrong, I love the final fight inside, like once they're in there and they figured it out and all that sort of thing, like I do like that. Nobody I loved has any tape! The tape scene, man, was just legit, I loved it. And so, there's so much going on that I'm, I'm kind of, you know, distracted, but at the end of the day, they've they've dropped the ball on another villain that I thought was on the route to be a good one.
1: I really like the, sorry, just on the, I, yeah, you already know my opinion, I already said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also like Chris Pratt having his mask on still. Hmm. I enjoyed that. I kind of wish he had it on even more though. It's just like a part of his character and yeah. there's moments where you see him flick it on. It's, I don't know what it is about having superheroes who just stick to wearing their shit, yeah, but yeah. Marvel have done that pretty well. There's only certain times where they don't, it's good that they do in this a little bit, at least. I appreciate it. I always like it. It's weird that I like that. Like, when Captain America has his fucking mask on, I'm his like, stupid yeah, ass boy. Mask. Stupid, <laughs> dumb mask. But it's like... It's good it's that like
0: they that... keep it on. That's his character, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, in Thor, the new Thor trailer, which looks sick, because Taika is a fucking good director, they give him a helmet again. Like, they give him a, his Thor helmet, you know, that he wears in the comics. And I'm like, fuck yes, son. That's so cool. Although, I am
0: weirded out that he's lost his hair. That makes
1: sense because he's like battling. They've like chopped it off. Yeah,
0: I know, but it's still like, you know, we've got to keep the handsome fucking Chris Hemsworth hair rather than the big locks that he's. I don't know. Do you reckon?
1: I thought it was the opposite. I thought they were like, let's fuck him up. I reckon he looks Fuck him up? He's
0: got like a cool quiff going.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) he's super handsome. I reckon, I reckon, like, I'm more excited that it's. I don't know. That's a different thing. We'll go into that when we see it. We'll get there um, when
0: we get there. Um, It does look good. It's got a bit of Guardian feel about it as well, um, like that, got that '80s it's movie. Been, it's supposed to be
1: very '80s. Uh, that's an insider note from someone I know who's working on the film. It's very '80s. Even their crew shirts were really '80s, which is cool.
0: Yeah, I like it. Well, back on Guardians, the soundtrack. What do you think yeah, of was, this round?
1: It was dope. It was so dope. I loved it. I love uh, the soundtrack's phenomenal. I kind of want to get it actually. I might even download it. Like it was so fresh. It always is. I guess, be
0: real. Yeah, I really liked it. I don't think it's as iconic as the first one though. I feel like really? a lot Oh yeah. Yeah, like all the songs in the in that first soundtrack are like big recognizable hits from that era. Blue suede, Jackson 5, all those sort of things. I feel like there's only a number of songs that are kind of you know, immediately recognizable. Um, well, like you know them all, like we've all heard them all, but they're not as iconic as it is. But very much it works for this film though because a lot it's a lot kind of downplayed a lot more downplayed like it's a lot more mellow it's oh. more like acoustic sort of songs um there isn't as many like just straight up rock and you know bouncy sort of stuff um it is more uh, about them feels like i said like and that's what i feel like this movie is really trying to channel so i think it works and i like it and i've got the soundtrack i've been listening to all week so don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's as iconic as the first one.
1: Yeah, I disagree, hey. <laughs> I was like, why are we disagreeing on everything? Even shit that doesn't matter. Like, I loved that like it starts off with Mr. Blue Sky, and I was like, yeah, that's one of my favourite songs of all time. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's just like maybe it's just a taste. I don't know, because the first one was the opposite for me. But in saying that, I think you're right. Because those songs, Come and Get Your Love, and um, Hooked on a Feeling were mm. just they blew up after that film yeah. like they were huge whereas in this one I don't think they'll do the same and I think it's because they really like they really play on the oh we've got a cool soundtrack like that's something they fucking like they they ramp up that every scene's got an 80s song like yeah. every scene has an 80s song whereas the last one uses it pretty sparingly actually if you think about it you got Hooked on a Feeling and Jackson 5 and Come Get Your Love like those are the three that um you kind of Oh, no, Got like- David
0: Bowie. There's heaps, yeah, yeah. like there's heaps in it. Then there's um, that's um, true. Yeah. What's that? Like, doom, 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 doom,
1: it kind doom, of plays doom. into a little more where it's almost incorporated into the story a lot of the time. Whereas in this one, it's more so like here's a song, here's a song, here's a song. Except for Mr. Blue Sky at the start, which was fucking excellent. The only thing I didn't like about the start was like, did you notice how weird the um animation, like the the animation was for the like Chris Pratt and Gamora and stuff? Like, did you notice? how weird it looked when they were doing um, no, their... No, little... I was
0: probably distracted by group, to be honest. <laughs> yeah,
1: I noticed it, and it was a little jarring, but it was a fucking cool scene. Like, with Drax, that shot of Drax jumping into the mouth is so great. <laughs> so good.
0: See, I think I think it's kind of the opposite. I feel like the the soundtrack in this one has been more integrated into score type because it, it is a lot of the same-sounding sort of songs, a lot of more mellow acoustic sort of stuff. Like, yeah, they do mm. reference them more, like, you know, group pressing play on the fight scene at the start and um Kurt Russell talking about the song with the sailor and all that Mm -hmm. sort of thing I I I don't know I just don't I just don't think it is as I felt like they thrust the the soundtrack down I throw a lot more in the first one um but it might have just been because they um like bigger songs to me um bigger more recognizable songs that have gone on to sort of blow up even more um mm. like i don't know if any of these songs will go on as much to you know no. th- i don't think we'll get a blue suede uga chago uga ch-, you know what i mean um i can't fight this feeling <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i expected more of the same and what what they've given us is i i don't know if it's as good i think I think it's a good soundtrack, but uh, uh, like I said, not quite as iconic and upbeat and yeah. and fun. Whereas this one is a bit more about like feelings. And like I said, I've been thrashing it all week, so it's not a bad soundtrack. I I was mowing the lawn yesterday, listening to Father and Son, just shedding another Crying.
1: tear. <laughs> <laughs> D- damn grass seeds in my eyes. Yeah. Fucking stupid.
0: One one final scene I want to talk about before we get out of here is um, the baby Groot uh, getting the fin. Scene.
1: Uh, God. Did you not like it?
0: You no, like I
1: did. It? I did. It was just like it, it just got to a point where I'm like, I know if the Finn's gonna get to Yondu, like come the fuck on. But it was good. Like the toe was good. I really like the toe. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> do you have a do you have a freezer full of people's toes? Nope. He cut yeah. off a fucking and the desk? He
1: brought the a whole desk. desk? Yeah. That's a desk. I don't know. It um, kinda
0: like I think it, it 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 went on for long enough that it kind of went it was like okay it's kind of going on that's and then it, it got yeah. funny again to me so I was like I really I really enjoyed it and yeah that's where I think they used baby Groot sparingly but when he did his thing I really enjoyed it
1: that was probably the one moment I was like oh, fuck but it was just it was I think a little bit again like I don't know I'm such a salty prick even this conversation like I feel bad like I feel bad having this conversation where you're like <laughs> Maybe remember when this awesome thing happened and this awesome thing and I'm just like, yeah, it's whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't nah. really fucking like it. And it's true though, I fucking sat there and I was like, oh and I hate that. I don't wanna do that. I'm not a bad person. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. The
0: funny thing is is that how that's how I kind of expected that I would feel in yeah. this movie. I, I was going in, I was worried. I was worried that they wouldn't be able to pull it off again, and everything they did, I was really satisfied with. So I think that's as good a place as any to get into my favorite section of the show. The good, the bad, and the ugly
1: oh jeez, my voice just cracked' nice. I'm finally getting puberty um <laughs> the good i my good would be the soundtrack it was dope, I loved it, so that's my good straight up. What's your good
0: uh I think my good is just that emotional connection that they've worked into this script. I I just feel like everything they did with these characters on an emotional level was fantastic. And I felt for everything and it really made that ending so satisfying to me. So, Mm -hmm. good on you, James Gunn. You fucking killed it.
1: The The bad... My bad would be Drax. That's my bad. Oh, the bad. You think he's the worst
0: thing in the film?
1: No, but that's for my ugly. Um, But I... I think Drax was bad like I just didn't like what they did to his character but that is my opinion and I may maintain that as much as I like what's <laughs> your bad?
0: I don't know I'm, I'm finding it really hard to find one to be honest I'd, I, um, probably the uh, exposition yeah like it although it didn't bother me overly I think it could have been done better so it's probably the worst thing of the film
1: that's my ugly, that's my ugly. Exposition? <laughs> yeah, it was fucking irritating. Like, I was really disappointed with that. It was yeah. either that or Chris Pratt, but that was like, I was not happy. <laughs> I was I was not a happy boy. I don't know, like, I just, I remember the first one and I always liked, what I liked about the first one is that every scene was exciting and new. And not like if there was something crazy going on, but like you had a prison, and they were breaking out of a prison. They were discussing breaking out of a prison. And they were, like, there was someone held at knife point And then they were at a bar. And there's a bar fight. And then, and then they're getting caught by the ravagers. And then they're doing this. And then they're doing that. Whereas in this one, it's like they get to the planet. And then they're just sitting on the fucking planet. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't mind if you want to talk through your feelings. But just give me something fun to watch while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, give me a... Scenario that's new and fresh. You're goddamn, like, adventurers. You know, you're fucking... It's Indiana Jones in space. Like, mm. give me that. Yeah, there wasn't
0: really much popping around, was there? Yeah, not that's much what exploration. I want. Yeah.
1: That's what I want. I want to feel like I'm watching... I want to feel like I'm watching Indiana Jones in space. Because that's what I want to watch. Chris Pratt is, is is Indiana Jones. Okay? We all know it. And I want to see him do that with his team in fucking space. Anyway, <laughs> let's go on.
0: I, th- I think, um... I agree, I, I like now that you've pointed it out, I, I, I do notice that there is a lack of the exploration that we got in that first one, mm. but in, in some ways I'm I'm happier because we were able to focus more on the characters, um, mm. and I think I care a little bit more about that rather than just a heap of bunch of, like a bunch of pretty planets. As much as I think it probably could have been integrated a little more, I'm happier that if that's what's going to get dropped for me to connect to these characters more I'm okay with that um, now I've got can I can I have two uglies can I have a good yeah. ugly and a bad ugly um, so my good ugly and it's something we were, I'm surprised we didn't bring up is when they jumped into hyperspace um, is it hyperspace? hyperdrive?
1: Oh, Hyper- the, when they're you know, bouncing when, through
0: yeah bouncing through and Yondu and Groot and Rocket are just like fucking tripping balls so good. <laughs> I thought that was fucking legit. It looks so stupid. It's ugly as hell, but I loved it. Um my bad ugly is the benching of Gamora.
1: Yeah, that's um, fair. Um
0: I would have I would have liked to have seen her unleash a little bit more, but I do appreciate what they did with her and Nebula. So there we go. Okay, final thoughts. What you got, McDuff? Uh,
1: I d I don't even want to say it. I had fun, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. I know I've been talking real bad, but gotta even it out. Can't just if one person think something, we've gotta sort of balance it out, make it a fun show. But I had fun watching it, it wasn't bad, and I think it wasn't bad because I was watch I saw the first one and I really enjoyed the first one, which kinda held it over. But I definitely did not love it. Like I certainly didn't love it, and I kind of felt like I left thinking like, man, that could have been so much more, and they had all the parts there to make it like something that I probably could have come out and loved. I'm really disappointed what they did with Drax. And I'm really disappointed with what the the exposition, like that was really frustrating. And that sort of is what holds it back for me. But like the stuff with rocket and Yondu was so awesome that like, I kind of just was waiting for their scene to come up where I was Mm. like, yeah, cool. Like whatever, do whatever the fuck you want. I want to see this now, you know? And I think there's no looming danger, which is the other thing that really sort of bothered me, was that there's no looming threat. They get on the planet and they're kind of doing their thing. And for so long, the only real drama is with, like, their B-strands. It's like with Gamora and her sister or it's Rocket and Yondu and stuff. And we know they're not the main... That's not the main story. So why is it that that's where all the drama is? is? Why is there no... Why, where's the where's the push for urgency? Where's that sense of tension in every scene? Up until Mantis sort of hints at something. And even then, you don't really know. Like, Kurt Russell, I didn't really expect to be a bad guy until sort of the bum end of the film.
0: Oh, really? But, I, I think I called that straight away. I was like, oh, yeah, like, he's too nice.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of just wanted more from it. I really did. And maybe that's because the first one was so good that my expectations just had been left at such a high point. But I definitely was left feeling a little lackluster and I didn't really connect with the Yondu scene as much as I probably should have probably because of that and that sucks but I didn't hate it I I did enjoy it it's above average gets a three out of five
0: cool well you're gonna hate what I'm about to say because I think this is better than the first one
1: and that's a
0: a big call like you know I love that first one yeah but I did go back and watch it um just before watching this one again and on, you know, my fourth or fifth viewing of it, I, I am seeing little lapses in it that, you know, my rose-tinted glasses weren't noticing last time. Like I said, I really felt that a, a lot of it was a, like forced isn't the word, but a little bit forced. Um, I, I I just don't know if they, you know, James Gunn or 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 all of the characters um, or the, the people playing the characters weren't as comfortable as they are here. And I immediately noticed that here. I immediately was like, these guys are a team. There's some... There's like... There's history here now. Um, I feel like I'm just getting thrown straight into the middle of something that's going on. And we've, we've all got our own separate feelings. And we're all going to get our own little storylines. And I think that's the perfect way to do an ensemble film. And I like the injection of them feels. I, I just I just love how deep it gets in terms of the relationships and the emotion here and I just don't expect that stuff from these kind of movies and like I said I didn't I never expected to leave Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 like contemplating life (laughs) like this it's it's made me just reflect on things and anything that can move me in that way is fucking top notch the first one didn't connect with me in an emotional level like that. I had a really good time with it, and, uh, and I can understand where you're coming from and saying there's there's like more of a lapse, especially in terms of the Star-Lord character here, but the emotional connection more than makes up for it for me. And, as, and in that final scene, we've got fucking Cat Stevens wailing, it's not time to make a change, I'm fucking all in. I'm all in. And I can't remember the last time a movie moved me like that. So, this gets the highest of high regards for me. It's not perfect. There are lapses, exposition. I would have liked to see a little bit more of Gamora. I really, really liked Drax. This gets a 4.5 Jesus out of 5. fucking
1: Christ, that's a big score. Well, I've been, I've
0: been dropping a few 4s and 4.5s been, lately. Been, it's been a good been year. building
1: yourself up. I've been sitting on those, those high 3s, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just really
0: happy with the movies that have come out this year. I've Like, I've had a really good time with the movies.
1: Yeah, Kong was baller. I really like Kong. That was fun.
0: A lot of people was... didn't, hey. Like, I know a lot yeah, of people, people hate fucking... on that movie.
1: People are fucking stupid. <laughs> they saw that film and they were like, this is not King Kong. No fucking shit. Watch a trailer, you stupid idiot. Or just, like, go <laughs> into it without any fucking expectations. you p- yeah, fuck you. I don't understand the hate for that film because that was fun. That was a fun movie. Mm. Anyway... Who fucking knows? Would I'm you say, just,
0: though, that your expectations for Guardians Volume 2 yeah. have quality?
1: <laughs> but I mean, like, look, Marvel's, Marvel's a different fucking thing completely. Uh, it's its whole... It's a, you, you can't run the world of cinema, okay? And expect people to not have expectations. Kong's different. I'm putting that out there. I'm very selfish with that. But fucking Marvel. Fucking Marvel. Fucking dumb. Just make Avengers 4, okay? And oh, you know what they've done, by the way. I realised they've ch- um, they stopped. So they not. It's not Avengers Four Part One and Part Two. Mm. They they went. Oh no, we're not doing that anymore. We're making two separate Avengers films. So it's Avengers Four and Three. Sorry, Avengers Three Part oh. One, Part Two. It's <laughs> Avengers Three and Four. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, right. Let's have a read about that. Still both being released one year after the other. And on top of that, are both stories centred around Thanos. So, hmm, sounds like it's a fucking part, doesn't it? (laughs) Where they've changed the fucking title. You piece of shit. Fuck you, Marvel. Fuck you so hard. You fucking... If I fucking find out... Episode 9 of Star Wars gets split into two parts I'm going to slap a cunt So (laughs) fucking hard across the face I'm fucking done with this bullshit I just want the fad to end I'm sorry, like don't get me wrong This isn't because Guardians pissed me off But like I don't want to watch Doctor Strange again I don't want to do that Like I want to just have Avengers 4 Be the end of it And then like they try and release films And like people go nah And it just trickles out You know? Make room for some other shit. Anyway, sorry, I'm so salty. I don't know why. I've been thinking about Marvel a lot and I'm just, like, done with the whole experience of seeing Marvel films. I've come out
0: contemplating life and you've come out contemplating your hate for Marvel.
1: Contemplating fucking suicide after if this fucking trend continues. Western's (laughs) lasted 40 years. Okay, that was a whole genre. That made enough sense. This is one franchise. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I don't want that to last 40 years. I want it to last another two and then just get the fuck out of my life. Ah, <sighs> anyway.
0: When do, what's the date that they've got things?
1: 2019 comes out for Avengers 4, 2018's Avengers 3. Have they got you know,
0: stuff booked after that? I thought there were dates up until yeah, like 26 or something. Yeah,
1: there's like dates after, but I mean like, it's. I, I genuinely believe once Avengers... 4 comes out if they make it a good film it'll mean that characters are either dead or retired and mm-hmm. that I think will kill a lot off but they just keep f- giving money to these people I don't know like
0: for me like they keep making money
1: well like yeah the spider-man trailer came out right and they have that bit with spider-man and iron man like swinging he's swinging a web and she he's flying next to him mm. fuck this three of marvel films coming out this year I saw that and I was like okay Do you know what I mean? Like, it's gotten to the point now where it doesn't excite me that Iron Man's in the Spider-Man film. It just makes me go, all right,
0: because I've seen... Mm, Yeah, it's it's sort of expected now,
1: yeah. They work together all the time. I'm always shocked when they're not in the same film, you know? Yeah. Like, Thor (laughs) fighting Hulk was cool, but it wasn't cool because Hulk was in the film. It was cool because Thor made a funny comment, you know what I mean? Like, they're fighting each other. I was like, okay, cool. But it's like, I've seen this shit. I'm really keen for it because, like, it looks... It it just... I, I don't know what it is about... Thor too because I hate Thor 1 and 2 like I yeah, fucking hate God, those I movies like, fuck I hate that fuck they, I hate that. they
0: really needed Taika <laughs> to come in and change this shit around yeah. so I'm, I'm glad that they've made that decision because those first two sucked like I like I said last week I went to a Marvel trivia night mm. a couple of weeks ago and um I did really well with everything except Thor Because I know nothing about Thor Because I don't give a shit about Thor (laughs) (laughs) Because both those movies sucked ass Who
1: gives a fuck Anyway, it's been a good week It's been fun Follow us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher You know the bloody little fucking trick And SoundCloud, of course Uh, Only our recent episodes are on SoundCloud though Because uh, SoundCloud doesn't want us to have fun Mm, That's true Um, We didn't get paid by any of them, so I can say that. Fuck you, SoundCloud. Um, (laughs) That's it. Anyway.
0: Well, join us next week as we continue our Alien retrospective. We're going to be hitting on Alien 3, uh, which in some ways is where a lot of people think the franchise fell off the rails. So we'll talk about if that is exactly what's happened. And then basically we've got a, a straight Alien run until that new one in may alien covenant
1: i'm getting an advanced screening of that film too so i'm gonna be seeing it may 9th Ooh,
0: how exciting for you
1: yeah i'm pretty keen yeah i'm very fucking
0: vip motherfucker
1: vip bitch you don't know shit anyway (laughs) play the music fish
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Surrender is performed by Quiet Riot, and the track The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Titles, is performed by Ennio Morricone.